on today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Nux Misconduct Network of Podcasts, JT Miller called game, literally, on Thursday in his media availability. The Vancouver Canucks return to play has been pushed back another two days. We get into all of that, and we are recording right after the Canucks media availability with Captain Bo Horvat and Jim Benning. Bit of a different episode. We will be talking all things return to play COVID for the Vancouver Canucks. Should be a good one. You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Before you listen any further, I say this every time, make sure to subscribe to the Next Misconduct Network, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and leave a written review as well. It means a lot to us to help us create more great podcasting for your ear holes. And again, I'll say it again, I will read the most positive reviews on this show on a date to be determined. Now, as we mentioned in the intro for this episode, JT Miller called game on Thursday for the Vancouver Canucks. He came out and he said the players didn't feel safe. They weren't ready. They needed more time. And that's what happened. You know, the Canucks were supposed to play starting tonight against the Edmonton Oilers and then play on a back-to-back Saturday Night Hockey Night in Canada against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that's how you know this is serious, when they're postponing a Leafs Saturday Hockey Night in Canada game. The Vancouver Canucks posted this stuff on their social media, on online, on Twitter, where have you. The Vancouver Canucks would not promote those comments. Would not promote what JT Miller said without agreeing to it. They wouldn't put him out there without knowing what he would say because we all know JT Miller at this point. He's a fiery character. He is a man who's going to say what he wants to say and he's not going to sugarcoat it. And that's what he did yesterday in his media availability. He went scorched earth. He ripped... Essentially, the NHL, the NHLPA, Canucks management and ownership for trying to force the Canucks to play when they weren't ready. And what, why did it have to come to JT Miller to put everyone on blast in this situation? Who really has the players back in this situation? The NHL doesn't. It's not their job to have the players back. Their job is to make the owners money. Do Canucks management and ownership have the Vancouver Canucks players back? Well, they agreed to this. They agreed to the schedule. And I know you know Francesco Aquilini and ownership. They want to play all 56 games. They don't want to cut a check to the broadcasters for games not completed. 
and the Players Association, NHL PA, do they have the Canucks players back? Because it's a weird situation to me that the Vancouver Canucks and the NHL PA both agreed to the schedule, and then JT Miller has to come out and say, we're not ready, we don't feel safe. Now, this says to me either, A, these concerns were not warranted or not told to the PA before the schedule was agreed, or B, they were, and the PA decided that it was not appropriate, it was not necessary to listen to these comments and decide to go forward with the schedule. Because the schedule cannot be agreed to without the Players Association agreement. So who has the players back, really? It doesn't seem like anyone does at this moment. And now the schedule has been changed. You're looking at a set. It's not, instead of 19 and 31, you got 19 and 32 games. Instead of six back-to-backs, you got five back-to-backs. So I guess it's going to be a marginal, marginal, marginal improvement to the schedule. But it's still gonna be it's still gonna be a slog. It's still gonna be and I and I tweet this out, it's gonna put a whole new meaning to the term death march. We've talked about the death march before on this show, when the Canucks are just playing out the strings. This schedule is gonna put a whole new meaning to the term death march. How many people are gonna watch, you know, Canucks Flames mid May when you know the playoffs are going on south of the border? with players on the Flames and Canucks giving maybe 20% effort because these games literally don't mean anything. It's a, it's you know a marginal 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 improvement to the schedule. But now you got a situation where the Canucks schedule is going to end May 19th, the maximum day the NHL buffered for this type of situation. And now you're going to have a situation in in the North Division where the playoffs are going to start a lot later than what's happening south of the border. And can blame the Vancouver Canucks all you want if the NHL just said, hey, we don't need to play these games against Ottawa and Calgary. They don't mean anything. Then you could have started the schedule in a more timely manner. But that's not going to happen because they need to make their money. TV revenue without gate receipts, TV revenue, pardon me, is a be-all, end-all of the NHL this season. We had a few more call-ups. Jack Rathbone called up to the Vancouver Canucks today from Unica. He's going to have to serve his seven-day quarantine. You, got, you had a number of uh, number of different call-ups as well. Ashton Sautner, broken rafty under emergency conditions. And we're going to see a lot of moves like this. The Canucks need healthy bodies, and they need guys who can come in and out of the lineup when guys aren't feeling that well. Because there's a difference between not having COVID and being in NHL shape. You, t- you heard JT Miller talk about it. His lungs were, were burning and he didn't even get it. He was one of the ones who didn't get it. So it's a it's a, it's a going to be a, a tough situation going forward. 19 games and 32 games to 31. Five back-to-backs instead of six. We've got marginal improvement here, folks. But again, I think you're going to see a lot more call-ups like this. You're going to see a lot more call-ups because, again, there's a difference between just not having COVID. You get COVID, you recover, and then you got to work your way back in NHL shape. 
And that may take some time for some of these players. And unfortunately, the National Hockey League, the NHLPA for some reason, and the Vancouver Canucks don't want to give them that time. Anyways, we're going to take a quick, quick break. And we're going to go on the other side, talk more about this situation, but with some comments from Bo Horvat and Jim Benning. All right, we are back, and we are recording this just after the Canucks media availability with Bo Horvat and Jim Benning. This is the first time, this was the first time, a member of the Vancouver Canucks who contracted COVID-19 spoke to the media, and was made available to the media. And from, from all accounts, Bo Horvat said he feels a lot better. He feels fine. He's ready to get back at it. But man, he looked terrible. He looked, he had like bloodshot eyes. He, 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 looked, he looked terrible. So maybe he's put on a brave face, but just the optics of it, he didn't look that great. And Bo Horvat, to his credit, he agreed with JT Miller and said they spoke for the team. All of them were thinking the same thing. And they were not ready for this back-to-back right off the bat against Edmonton Oilers and Toronto Maple Leafs. He was asked, and I thought I found this part the most interesting. He was asked about support from ownership management and didn't even reference them at all in his answer. He talked about the fans and other players from around the league, but didn't mention ownership and management, which is very telling to me. And it goes to show that, again, who has the players back in this situation? The league sure doesn't. If you want to base it all off Bo Horvat's comment there, doesn't sound like ownership and management do. And the NHLPA? Well, I'm sure they told the Vancouver Canucks about what they stood to lose financially if they didn't play all 56 games. And I'm sure it was something they considered, but it didn't seem like they pushed back that hard on the on the initial back-to-back or some more time needed. So I, I hate to bring up this point again, but who really has the players' backs? It doesn't seem like anyone does at this point. And just goes to show, again, JT Miller spoke for the team. There was people on there who said, does he speak for the entire team? Yes, he does. He speaks for the entire team. Jim Benning came on later, and he, he confirmed the P1 variant. Three guys still don't feel well, which is why you're going to see probably, again, a lot more call-ups from this team going forward. He's hopeful Travis Green could come back on Sunday, but we haven't heard anything from Travis Green. Is he still feeling well? I don't know. It's going to be tough. Elias Patterson sounds like he's out for the entire season at least reading into Jim Benning's comments. And fair enough, man. Keep him away from this tire fire as long as you can. That guy is the future. It was confirmed that Quinn Hughes was the the player recently who had the IV treatment. Some speculation as to who it was. Maybe we see Quinn Hughes, you know, take a bit more time to get back into it. Right? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we see a guy like a, a Brogan Rafferty or... A Jack Rathbone take his place again. The the, the Canucks just need to, to finish the schedule, play these games out, and worry about next season. It would have been made a lot easier if the NHL decided to 
lighten the Canucks' load, so to say, but this is a situation they're in. Just got to play out the string. And I, I, I tweeted this out a, a few days ago. Who's excited to see Archer Silovs against the Ottawa Senators in some meaningless game in mid-May? Or Mikey DiPietro in net with everyone playing 20% against the Calgary Flames? Because that's the situation we're looking at from now on. And by the time we next record this podcast, come out on Tuesday, we'll have some games to talk about. But I just want to say to everyone out there, time, time to take it easy on the players. They've gone through a lot. It's going to take a while for them to get back into shape. They're not going to be at 100% on the ice. I don't want to see anyone talk about bad passes in the in the third period or missed assignments. These guys are being forced to play out a string of games to get their full check, essentially. And it's a tough situation to be in, and you have to be a bit sympathetic. And I think I think players, I think people will. I think people will be sympathetic to the players for the rest of the season. It's going to be, it's impossible from here until the end of the season to draw any conclusions on the ice for the future of the Canucks. You have to take everything with a grain of salt. I, I firmly believe that. But anyways, that is today's episode of Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to the network wherever you get podcasts. Again, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot. It'll help us create more great podcasting content for everyone out there. Once again, this is Power of the Towel, part of the Next Misconduct Network of Podcasts. I'm your host, Nick Bondi. Thank you for listening.